BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation, Chris Bizignano. Uh, Everybody, unfortunately, we're starting off this one with uh, some really tragic news. I mean, we we knew somebody for about a week, uh, Rich Redmond, who was fighting uh, the coronavirus, tragically passed away a few days ago. Um, he, his grandson, as you all know, reached out to us. Uh, he's, you know, basically started listening to the podcast, got back into the Giants, and yeah, you know, look, man, it's it, it's unfortunately something that we're hearing more and more of, where people are succumbing to this, and we only knew him for about a week, like we said, but felt mm-hmm. like we lost a friend, and it was um, something that's, uh, yeah, it's just it's the way it is now, man. It's it was uh, tragic. Yeah. Um... You know, we both spoke to him, Jerry. He was a big Giant fan. Yeah. Um, like we said, you know, he started getting back into the Giants, and, and then this happened. So, uh, you know, not to be too, I guess, sad or morbid to start off the podcast, but we wanted, we definitely wanted to mention him, thinking about Oh, man. Sorry, guys. Sorry, everybody, to, to start off with that, but we, we felt like we, you know, everybody was asking. You know, a lot of DMs um, reaching out to us, so we felt the need to at least uh, let everybody know, and uh, prayers are with Rich Redmond and his family, uh, Rich III and his family. And, uh, you know, God willing, you guys get through this. And we are so sorry uh, that this happened. So, Yeah. Um, yeah, we are. Uh, I guess on a bright note, Jerry, um, a lot of f- feedback, like you were saying, about, you know, um, people like listening to the podcast. And yep. it's to get away from these times, right, for an hour. Yep. Put stuff on Twitter. We're talking about the draft. Uh, the newspaper just came out this week, yep. right? Yep. The draft issue, Jerry, um, and give something you know for people to do. I mean, it, listen, you know, the sports is so huge in society. I mean, now with nothing going on, people who didn't really realize that maybe are realizing it now, right? Oh, I, <laughs> like, I was wow. watching. I was watching the 2009 opener, or not opener, but first game in Jerry World last night, like it was you know this year. I'm like, right. oh, man, I forgot about this game. Oh, wow, uh, Bruce yeah. Johnson had a touchdown in that game. I forgot. And that was yeah. the, the Jason Witten. That was the last right. time we covered Jason Witten successfully. But he still, right. scored, a, still scored a touchdown. But, yeah, um, you know, it, sports is a great distraction. And now we're watching replays of games and almost getting excited over it. But to your point, Chris, this is – we say it all the time. It's, it's just different with the Giants. It really is. It's a family thing, and it's passed down like a – I don't know, like a religion or something. It's, it's just different with the New York football giants. It's always been that way. And I know you feel that way too. And um, Rich's story, his, his, you know, his grandson uh, reaching out to us and it just kind of manifests itself and uh, just brings you back to why we're fans. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, listen, it was, it really did, man. When, it, when the grandson Rich was talking about how him and his grandfather watched the games together yelling and all that it just uh brings back a lot of memories man and um prayers to that family man and um you know jerry 
It feels like we lost a friend, man. Yeah, it, really it does. does. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's like, it. yeah. yeah I um, mean. So sad times, man, you know, as far as that. So uh, we'll get everybody through this, you know. Um, drafts in about three weeks, right? Yep. Um, and listen, Jerry, I'd like to get into the draft one, one sec. You know, I know, you listen, there's nobody more critical of Roger Goodell than me. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Um, you know that, Jerry. Yeah, and I, I, think I, know so many years. I think I know where you're going with this. Right. Uh, you know that, Jerry. I put it on Twitter a lot. Um, and you know me a long time now. You know the way I feel about Goodell. But to his credit, I know he's taking a lot of heat for continuing the draft, right, for keeping the draft on April 23rd. And I have to admit, Jerry, I thought it was a good idea um, letting free agency start on time and – and I think it's a great idea by Goodell keeping the draft on April 23rd, not pushing it back. Because you know what, Jerry? Um, it gives people some days to get away from what's going on. I agree with you a thousand it, it's percent. Safe. Yeah. Right. It's, it's safe. Right. It's not like they're, they're having a regular draft or guys are coming on the stage, hugging them, and there's four million people in an arena and all that, right? Which wouldn't happen anyway. But I'm saying, you know, it's safe the way he's doing it. You know, football's not starting to September, okay? There's still months to go before you can make decisions on. So the point being is that this is the sport right now that has a little leeway, right? Right. You got some time yet to see what happens with this virus and everything. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So I thought it was a good idea. You know, when you mentioned last week Adam Schefter talking about around the day, you know, <laughs> remember? Yeah. Uh, at first, I was like, oh, man, come on. Are you kidding? And then the more you thought about it, I was like, well, there's nothing else on. They're not doing that. But the point was it, there's nothing else on. Even if that did happen, Jerry, even I would be, well, you know what? That's not the worst thing. It gives somebody to watch each for seven days, right? I love the idea. I, I still love okay. it. Okay. Right. So it's not going to happen. Okay. Uh, but it wasn't a bad idea, right? No, no. And, and I, I, I do – I don't want to say praise Goodell, but I don't – I don't see any fault in Goodell for saying, you know what, we're going to have it April 23rd and we're going to do it because we're going to do it safe, but there's no reason to push this back. You know, let the teams get their draft picks and everything and then they can start communicating, you know, via Skype or whatever way they're going to communicate. Um, so I I'm sorry. I know I know a lot of people are like, oh, you're not being very, you know, uh, sensitive. And, I, 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 you know, I, I don't see it like that. I think it was a good move just to get people's minds off things that are going on around them. Chris, I, I agree a thousand percent. I, I said, man, Goodell and the NFL have done so many things wrong over the last few years. This was such the right move. I don't care about seeing a million super fans there. And you know what? We're, we're, we're two of them, right? If, if we had tickets to the draft and we weren't doing this, we'd go and be idiots. And I'd probably paint my face. I don't know if you would, but we'd be there. And, and we'd be yelling and screaming. I don't care about not seeing them. I, I'm fine staring at Goodell announce the Giants picks. Kind of like old school, like uh, Pete Rozelle, yeah. New York right. Giants first round quarterback, <laughs> Phil Simms, Moorhead State. Like, I'm okay <laughs> right. with that, right? Like, so, right. And, and doing it seven days, aside from <laughs> something to do every night, it just gives us more time for the insider um, researching a player for 24 hours and writing a hell of an article each day. So aside from, um, you know, uh, uh, just spreading it out, it's just selfishly for us putting it out. It would, it would give us a lot of time to write about each person. But no, I, I, I would... If they were to do that, man, I'd, I'd be all for it. But I'm agree, I agree with you, man. I think, I think doing this, it's a nice distraction for everybody. So, if, I mean, if the podcast is a, is a distraction, the NFL draft is, the, is a huge distraction. So, good job by Goodell. And other news, Jerry. Um, you know, the owners voted for the 14-team postseason oh, now. Hate it. Um, so, they're going to have seven in each conference, right? The number one seeds – get the buy. That's it. Yep. And two plays seven and so on and so on. Now you're going to have three games on that first weekend. Um, so, I hate it. uh, yeah, I know you don't like it. I'm not really crazy about, but I, I can actually live with that a little bit, Jerry. I'm not that adamant. The 17 game I was adamant against. Yeah. Uh, that was my feelings. My personal feel like I, you gotta be kidding me, you know? So, uh, but this, the, the 14 teams, I'm not that crazy about it. Um, against it, I should say, I, I can live with it. Me personally, Jerry, you know, I'm just, that's just me personally. Can I tell you, know? you why um, I hate it? The biggest reason? Yeah. Because if you don't make it, you're even more of a laughing stock. Like uh, they've uh, made, they've made half the league practically get in the playoffs. 
Mm-hmm. So the regular season is becoming less and less important. You can be now there will be seven and nine teams probably next year getting in or eight and eight or close to it. Uh, you know, I just if you don't make it, it's so it's so bad now. It's almost like the NBA and, and to a lesser extent hockey. A lot of teams in hockey make it, but I just don't like it when you get when you start approaching half the teams in the league. I, I think it becomes very watered down. That's just that's me. Of course, if the Giants yeah. got in at seven and nine, I'd be cheering. But <laughs> um. You know, it's amazing, Jerry. We talked about this before that I th- I felt the same way, right, Jerry? Mm-hmm. I felt seven to nine teams, eight and eight teams are going to make it every year until I was proven wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I think only one team would have made it like that in the last 20 years or something like that. So, of course, you know what's going to happen, right, Jerry? The yeah. first year they put it in, it's going to be like a seven to nine team in, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Listen, here's the thing, Jerry. Um, when you, if it's not the Giants and a seven and nine team gets in, you're gonna be like, well, this is what we want, right? This is what we said, you know, right, watered right. down teams in that don't belong, right? Right. But here's the thing, Jerry. When you look back, it was it. You're better at this than me. Was it 2010? The Giants were 10 and six and didn't get in. Yes. Okay. So when you look at it like that, Jerry, that's true. And say, I'm just saying, dude. It's just my opinion. No, right? it's fair. It's fair. Uh, when you look at it, like say the Giants finish next year nine and seven, right? Mm-hmm. And they get into playoffs. And, and and then it's going to come out, well, if it was the old rules, if yeah. it was last year, yeah. uh, they wouldn't have made it due to type or whatever it might have been, right? Yep. So then you're going to look at it and go, well, you know what? I love this 14-team thing. Look, they deserve to be in. They're 9-7 or 10-7. All kidding aside, you're the Patriots who are 11-5 in the year Castle played when right. Brady got hurt. Yep. And they didn't make the playoffs. That's right. That's a good point. And, and, and to, your, to your point about the Giants, they were 10-6, and 9-7, 9-7. The second, right. the, the bookends were not playoff years. The middle year was the run to the Super Bowl in 2011. Right. So right. interesting how that works. Right. And last year, I think the Steelers and, ah, man, I forget the other team. They didn't make the playoffs and would have with this year's rules, you yeah. know? Right. Um, so, Jerry, I'm, I'm really not going to have a problem with it. Try, try to keep with me. I'm really not going to have a problem with it if, like, you know, like 10 and 6 teams, I wouldn't have made it, now get in. 9 and 7 teams, I wouldn't have made it, now get in. I am going to have a problem with it though if, if seven and nine teams start making it. Everybody's going to be like, well, this is what you know, knew was going to happen. But it, just, it doesn't seem to really work that way, Jerry. It seems that most of these teams that were over 500 like that, that didn't get in, would have now. And people are going to be happy with that. Chris, one of your unique qualities, and I'm being serious here, is you, you make me. <laughs> this ought to be good. Yeah. You, you tend to make me feel better about things. Okay. So. so th- you know, the fact that you're on board with this makes me feel better, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, right. I first saw it, I thought, oh, here we go. We're going to miss, and right. everybody's going to say, how did you miss? And half the league makes it, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, look, I'll give it a chance like everything else, and I'm sure I'll even mm-hmm. start liking 17 games. But, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Only the time will tell. But it is going to be in this season, you know. It, it starts this season, right. you know. Right. Uh, there'll be 14 teams in, and then – as far as the 17-game season, a lot of people are under the perception, Jerry, that starts in 2021. It's not true. They don't know when it's going to start yet, the 17-game season. It depends on TV packages. Right. So, I mean, most likely, Jerry, it's going to be 2022, mm-hmm. maybe 2021, but it's not definite 2021 yet. They don't know yet. So a lot of people are like, oh, it's going to start up 2021, 17 games. No, that's not true. They don't know yet. They still got to work those things out. The Giants also signed a lineman um, that you liked at the end uh, after our yeah. podcast last week, yeah. uh, Austin yeah. Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. Chris, since you're this, you're the the scouter of all scouters. What's your scouting oh, for Austin about Johnson? That. <laughs> He's a nice, listen, a nice rotation guy. He's going to yeah. give you some quality snaps. I, I, you know what? It's funny, Jerry. Watching the Titan games <clears throat> the last few years, um, and I remember last year, uh, you know, a couple of times during the game, a guy ninety four come in. They'll do a nice little run stuff in a gap. And, and, and it annoys me when I look at a game and I see a guy's number. I don't know who it is right away. That annoys the crap out of me. Yeah, call me an absolute and complete buffoon. I know I am, you know. But it does, Jerry. I look at it. I see a guy make a play. I'm like, 94. What the hell is that? And it annoys the crap. And I got to go to a roster, see, you know. Or the guy says it on TV, whatever it might be, right? Right. So I remember last year, a few times, a guy making a nice play at the line of scrimmage. You know, on a run and play, and, and I said ninety four. Guess what? <laughs> Austin Johnson, the guy the Giants just signed. What? Point being, yeah, it's a nice sort of run stuffing play, a tackle. A guy's going to give you a rotation snaps. I like to call it quality rotation snaps. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
not just going to go out there and take up some space, get blown off the ball for for four, for three snaps in a row. See Chase Morrow for reference there. Go ahead, right. Until, you know, until while Dexter Lawrence gets a blow on a series or right. Lennon gets a blow on a series or BJ, whoever it might be, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you don't want to put in a guy who gets wiped off the ball. All right? That does right. crap for me. Crap. Right. Okay? So you want to get a guy to come like the Eagles are the model on us, right? They come in, they rotate guys in, and they give you quality snaps. Right? You know what's sad? You know what's sad? We were the model first, and we got away from it. Yeah. Isn't that funny? That was you our was model. Fun- they won with our friggin' model. Yeah. It, it's funny, Jerry, because I was watching the Super Bowl last night. 2011 Super Bowl was on last yeah. night. And I was just watching, like, Kiwanuka rotate in. And this guy rotate in. And then Tuck comes back in. And by the way, just to let you know, um, Nate Soul, I was watching him last night play right tackle. He was getting destroyed every play by talking Kiwanuka. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. okay, let's get off that for right now. Yeah. But, um, Jerry, uh, nice rotation guy, quality staff guy. I think Giant fans will like him. Uh, I thought it was a pretty nice move by Gettleman um, um, uh, for a guy to come in and give you good snaps. Tell you what, real quick, last night I was watching that 2009 game. It was funny how Twitter was split between the two. I think I was more excited. I've seen that Super Bowl so many times to watch that game again where the Giants beat the Cowboys at the opening uh, game for the stadium. I was excited watching how good, how freaking good Kenny Phillips was pre-knee injury. They they made a – it was like an inside run on on a shotgun. And I don't know if it was Marion Barber. I forget who it was. Maybe it was Felix Jones. He had all the room in the world to go kick it outside. It was going to be like a 40-yard gain. There was no one there. Somebody shot out of a cannon and grabbed him around the ankles and brought him down. I, I said to myself, who the hell was that? And he got up. I thought, oh, man, that's right. That's how good he was. He was an absolute stud, man. What a, what a shame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, it, what a shame that was, right? Oh. Man, he was feeling. So, I was watching him, and even in the Super Bowl last. I, I have you watched the twenty oh nine game, the Cowboy. Game. I was watching the the, the Super Bowl a little yeah. bit last. And he was throwing some hits in that game, man. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, so. Um, we also signed a long snapper today, guys. I have no idea who he is. I yeah, mean, I, I, so. Um, is, is and listen, the Giants brought in another tight end during the week. Uh, somebody we're familiar with. He played a little bit with us last year, and Eric Tomlinson, right? Yep. yep. He's a body. He's going to compete in camp. I don't expect him to make the 53. I really don't. I didn't see anything out of him when he played with the Giants in September. They released him pretty quick. He was supposed to be a pretty good blocking tight end. I saw crap when he played with the Giants. I really did. No surprise. They launched him. Hooked up with a couple other teams. They launched him. I don't know. You know, get him and brought him back here. They got, they got like six tight ends in camp. Don't expect to see him on the roster. I really don't. Chris, I'd love to see Congress asking you a question and then being like, right. yes, could you expand on that, please? Right, right. Yeah, and I will expand on it. You know? Crap. So, um, yeah, sorry. Uh, I, I don't expect any of Eric Thomas. We were, you know, the Jets got rid of him. The Giants brought him in, and, and and I thought he was, you know, nothing for us. And then he got hooked up with a couple other teams, and now he's back. But uh, Yeah, but we, had, we had a lot of tight ends last year, and now we have a million of them, and we keep adding them. Yeah, yeah. Gettleman likes that competition in camp with the tight ends, you know. <laughs> I, I briefly saw, and, and, and you know, Chris does the, um, the, the free agent review in The Insider, and I saw as I was, um, we were basically going to print, and we added who I thought was Scott Simonson. So saying, Thank God I fixed it quickly. I was like, Scott Simonson? That's weird. Okay. And then I, oh, oh my God, Eric Tomlinson. I, I mean, I saw it real quick, and then I changed it. Thank God. So. Right, right. Right. But, well, we um, did bring back we did bring back Simonson, right? Right, right. But yeah. I, I, I was like, I oh, you're going to put him twice. Right, you're going to put him twice. Right, I got you. Okay. Right, right. Um, <laughs> also, we didn't talk about it last week, but the Giants now have a, I would say, a capable backup to win a game or two um, mm-hmm. should Daniel Jones suffer some type of injury in Colt McCoy. I, look, I, he is what he is. He's a backup, but I kind of like the signing myself. Why, how could you not like the signing, Jerry? Right. In, t- in today's NFL, I've been stressing this for, what, two months now? Yeah, I said, you, you, but, but to your credit, for about four years now, since I've known you, you've said mm-hmm. um, Eli Manning has never had a uh, – since Derek Carr, he's never had like a viable backup who right. can even push him at all. I mean, it was Ryan Nassib, so – Right, right. And, and, and they didn't have a backup that could come in a game and win a game. For exactly. Them. Yep. All right. Uh, listen, I always mention that. Well, I like to see a little more fire on the Eli's butt at times. Right. During the course of his career where, you know, I always said competition brings out the best in any athlete. You know, anyway, the point being, uh, Eli never really had that behind behind him. Um, not saying that he's slouched. You know what I mean? But, yeah, you know, no, no, it's always it. good to have yeah. a guy that could press you a little bit. Anyway. Yeah. 
Um, so now the Giants were spoiled with Eli. They were spoiled, no question about it. The guy never got hurt. The guy was a machine, right? right? Yep. A machine. So guess what? Jones plays the first season. He comes in week three, gets hurt, misses two games already right. last year, right? Yeah. And in today's NFL, you don't see many Eli Mannings. You don't. You, uh, these guys get hurt, yep. okay? So the point was we can't go into the season with Alex Tanney as the main backup. When they signed him, I was like, what are we doing here, right? <laughs> what are we doing here? Don't even tell me, Dave. Don't even tell me. And you can't go by he's coaching because coaches, on according to Joe Judge, coaches coach, players play. So that's right. not it, right? So I was like, what are we doing here? Don't even tell me we're going with t-. And they did, you know what, Gettleman and Judge obviously said, no, we can't do this. And they brought in a guy <laughs> that who could win a game for you, Jerry. Right. And so you need a backup guy like Colt McCoy, who has started in this league. Yeah. Has backed up for a lot of years. But the point is this. Yep. If the Giants are winning a game or they're down by three points in late the third quarter, fourth quarter, Daniel Jones gets hurt. Right. If it's Alex Tanney, we have no shot at winning that game. Zero. Zilch. Yep. Right. You're right. You, you, right. You're better off with J.D. McCoy from Friday Night Lights, a freshman in that high school. Of winning a game than Alex Tanny. Okay. You're better off with Ryan Nassib at that point. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> so here's the point. A kid, a kid like a guy like McCoy, he's not a kid anymore. He's in the league a long time. A guy like McCoy, he comes in and guess what? He could he could bring a team down the field and kick a field goal for you. He could start the next week and be a serviceable serv- uh, serviceable. Oh, <laughs> I got tongue tied there. Back up. That could come in right. and win a game and play and play well for you, play somewhat well and win a game for you, Jared. That's all I'm saying. The Giants needed that bad. They felt they feel they got it with McCoy. Are you feel, do you feel a little bit better now, Jerry? That, oh uh, wow, yes. I mean, come on, man. Come Absolutely. on. Absolutely. No, on. I, how could you feel anything with when Tanny was re-signed? It almost took the air out of the building. Like, oh, here we go. I guess it wasn't right. just Shermer. Wow. Right. Okay. We're re-signing right. Alex Tanny. Right. And and, and I, what did I say earlier? I, I mentioned a few guys. Uh, I mentioned a Marcus Marietta. Bring him, if you could bring him in here as a backup. Uh, 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 well, what do you mean? Marietta stinks. Uh, uh, first of all, you know, he started four years and he would be a serviceable backup. I guess the Raiders, John Gruden kind of thought along those lines. They brought him in and gave him like $2 million a year, right? Whatever they brought in, gave him. Yeah, okay? Right. Flacco's a guy, when he gets cleared medically, somebody's going to jump on him, Right. I thought they gave I thought they gave Mariota like seven million something ridiculous. Yeah, you might be right. I'm sorry. There's so many yeah. contracts, everything flying no, no, around dude, this time of year. You said, might be like, right. What, what is your what's your price for Mariota? I think we said well, five, and people were laughing. I'm like, I think he's gonna get more than that. So right. So uh, I'm not even sure. Uh, maybe you're right, Jerry. In that, so he got even more, way more than I thought he got. Okay, so yeah. that just goes to show you what everybody how important the backup position is. You know what I mean? Obviously, you're not spending $12 million on a backup. I don't even want to spend $3 million or $4 million on a backup. But it shows you that in today's NFL, guys get hurt. Right. You know, the days of Brett Favre's and the days of Eli Manning's and even his brother Peyton at one time, right, before he had the neck and, you know, all those starts. He did, they're, they're very, very rare. So I'm, very, I'm happy to bring in a, a guy, a veteran that could come in and hold the fort, Jerry. Hold the fort and even win a game for you. Everybody, you are listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Jerry Foley and Chris Bizignano, available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and a host of other platforms as well. Dude, you said it before about the draft, man. I I don't get tired of talking about it. Like, I am a draft idiot, and I don't know nearly what a lot of these analysts know. But when you start talking about the possibilities in round one, round two, everybody's sending us their mocks. Guys, I don't get tired of seeing those, so if you want to send them, send them. I think some of those simulators are... Um, as Chris would say, on crack, because yeah, it, one of them had like Isaiah Simmons round one. Um, uh, it was like uh, McKinney round two. Round, <laughs> round three was uh, uh, Nick Harris. Round four was uh, Claypool. I'm like, oh, guys, I really don't see this happening. But okay, it's right. fine. I don't get tired of looking at it. And we did our, uh, we did our mock drafts for the insider. I mean, hey, look. Yeah, hey, hey, Jerry. Yes. Just quickly. Before we get into the draft, we'll get into a little bit of offensive tackle. Say right, that's a, obviously a huge need for the Giants, right? Right. So we'll get in. We're not going to get into running backs in the draft. We're not going to get into tight ends draft. You know what I mean? We're right. going to get into what the Giants are going to be looking at, right? right? But quickly, Jerry, before we get into that, okay? Mm-hmm. I found some interesting things Blake Martinez said 
on his conference call to us. Chris, the, the, other... the, the guy who stinks. I thought he stunk. Like right. Martinez. So Martinez, yeah, right. So so Martinez <laughs> went into a lot of things that I – so what I did was because, A, I could do nothing else, right? We're all in a, we're all in a house, right? Right. Two – I'm basically using the, uh, the virus as an excuse. I would have done it anyway, but of course, I'm a buffoon. So I went back, Jerry, and I watched quickly his 16 games, Blake Martinez. Right. You know, and, on, on, and you could, you know, you could fast forward, whatever. You could just, just go to the Packers defense. So I was done in like, you know, whatever, 10 minutes each game, 15 minutes, whatever it was. The point being is that I watched all of Martinez, okay? Yeah. And I said, I'm, I'm watching, I'm going to myself, well, He's got this bad knock on he can't cover anybody, right? Oh, look, it's 79%, 82%, whatever it was. Okay. And I said to myself, all right, let's check him out in coverage-wise, what they were doing. Then I'm like, well, let's check him out. You know, he's getting, he's making a lot of tackles, and he's got this misconception that he's only eight yards down the field. Yeah, of the, of the 151 tackles, 150 were downfield. Right. So, go ahead. Right. so I'm watching him, Jerry, and I'm saying to myself, what the hell is Mike Pettin, uh, the defensive coordinator of the Packers, what the hell kind of defense is he playing here? All you see is Martinez floating around, not shooting gaps, floating around, playing match zone coverage that, that came right from his mouth. All you see him doing was playing zone coverage underneath, making tackles in front of him, making tackles six yards down the field because he's just floating around the line of scrimmage, right. waiting for something to develop. And I'm saying to myself, what the hell is – what kind of defense is Petty? Okay, that's his philosophy, right? So Martinez comes on the other day, two days ago with us, and people asked him, you know, Blake, can you talk about this? You know, a lot of people feel you, these tackles are kind of skewed. You know, oh, there's seven yards on. And he went into it. Right, Jerry? Yep. I want to get into it because this is one of our top free agent signings. A lot of people don't like this signing. I understand. And they feel that Martinez is a bum. Okay? I mean, you see people on Twitter, oh, he stinks. Right? People are saying he stinks. Not just right. he's okay, he stinks. So – you got to look at the system he was in, right. okay, and say, okay, what are we doing with this guy, Martinez? He's making a lot of time. I always kind of liked him when we played against him this year in the snow. I liked him watching him on packet games. See, he's an active linebacker. And then you look, and what does Martinez say? Well, if you look at the system I was in, I was basically a cleanup, a cleanup guy. Right. Okay, what do you mean by that, Blake? Well, he was a cleanup guy because – He's saying, he goes, I basically had to wait till things developed. And I was basically, you know, hanging around and I made tackles here and there outside, you know, in the, and I wasn't shooting gaps. I was making tackles because that was my responsibility. Right. Okay. Coverage wise, not a lot of man coverage. You see him playing a lot of zone, mostly all the cover. He was the only backer on the field on third down inside backer for the Packers. I'm not talking about precedence there. He's been inside backer. That was, and he played zone. That's all he did. Zone coverage. He on third downs, he'd go up to the line of scrimmage, he show blitz, back out, played zone. Make a lot of tackles in front of him. So yeah, what those 140 tackles skewed a little bit? Sure. Because a lot of those tackles dump into the backs, tight end and receiver doing a little, a little um cross route in front of him, a little shallow route. He's making tackles there, making tackles five yards. Yeah, he also made some tackles in the line of scrimmage. But the point being, Jerry, in the system he was in. Mm-hmm. They didn't believe in the inside backup being a priority. Now he, he said that. Yeah, he, he said and that, he, and he made the comment about Graham being the smartest guy he's been around when he was a linebackers right. coach, right? Yeah, he's one of the, the probably the smartest coach he ever played for. Right. But the point being is that he didn't feel they really valued the position, so he's fifty fifty whether or not he was going to come back to the pack. Is he kind of expected to move on? Right, and that was, oh, and that was I'm sorry, that was two years ago where he was under Graham. And, Two years ago. And he looked better under Graham than he did last year under, right. under Pet, right? Okay. Okay. So you could tell Blake Martinez will never say this, but you could tell basically if you read between the lines when these guys talk, it's like, yeah, he didn't use Yeah, I had 130 tackle, but he didn't use me the right way. Right? Yeah. I wasn't using the right. Now, I asked him, what do you think the difference is going to be between Graham and Pet? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. I, you know, <clears throat> obviously, this is his first year on the gram as a coordinator, right? Right, right? But he looked at Miami Dolphin film, okay, and what he did there, and he knows him from being, you know, playing under him. He loved him, and he basically said aggressive, like free-flowing, and you're going to be out there looking to make plays. A lot more freedom, he said, to make plays. You, you know what I mean? So 
He's going to shoot gaps, Jerry. Yeah. Okay? In this defense, he's going to shoot gaps. He's going to shoot A gaps. He's going to shoot B gaps. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. He's not just going to wait around, wait for it to develop, and then try to make the tack. He's going to shoot. He's going to make some more plays behind the line of scrimmage. He's going to have a few more forced fumbles, which he had a lot in Stanford. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, under this system, he's going to be way more aggressive. Chris, okay, I, so I, I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I'm excited with the prospect of Blake Martinez and Ryan Connolly playing next to each other. If Connolly could come back healthy, I know that there's a, um, you know, there's a depth issue there. You have Mayo behind him, but man, if those two, if, if Connolly can come back healthy with and these these two guys are going to be immensely popular with Giant and, fans if they can just play mm-hmm. half as well as we think they can. Yeah, and Jerry, guess what, my man? What's up? It might be next to Isaiah Simmons too. So that's a really which will, good which will segue. lead us into the next subject. <laughs> that's a really good segue, buddy. Thank you're, you. a, you're the master at this. So okay, we did our mocks, and we'll talk about the the first maybe round or two, right? And we'll talk about the tackles. I, I can't sit here and tell you why I think Worfs is better than Wills or or. or or Thomas, or who, I don't care. I, so I laid out four scenarios. Let me back up. I laid out four scenarios that Dave Gettleman can do where we're going to be incredibly happy. One, he takes Isaiah Simmons at four. Okay, that's what we want. He takes Simmons at four. We realize that Pigeon holds us for round two to, to take either a tackle or center. Fine. The other scenario is take one of the, the second scenario, I should say, is to take one of the four tackles. All right? Any one of them. I don't care who it is. The third scenario, and, and, and I use this, it's your line, I used it in my column, Chris, is they have to, that Gettleman has to make like Mikey McDermott in Rounders oh, man, and convince, I know, I know, <laughs> copyright infringement. <laughs> so when you read it, you're going to get sick. So, <laughs> and, 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 you know, tell the Dolphins or the Chargers, look, there's teams trading up. You're going to have to, you're going to have to, if, if you want your quarterback, you got to trade up with us mm. and then give us this or that. And then you still take a tackle. Right. That's that's a, that's the third scenario. There's a the fourth scenario is somehow he trades down, acquires picks and gets Isaiah Simmons. If that's the case, they erect a statue of him in front of MetLife because that'd be amazing. But he does any one of those four things and Giant fans are going to be happy. Chris and I still believe it's going to be a tackle. PFF put some article out and everybody sent it to us about a receiver. Guys, I don't know where the hell that comes from. We have to build in the trenches. We've been building on the outside for years. It doesn't work. I think it's going to be Tristan, Tristan Wirfs. Chris has Mekie Becton. That's, just, that's how you say it, right? Mekie or Mekie? I don't know how to say his name. Yeah. Mekie? Mekie? I don't know. but Becton. I don't care who it is. If it's one of those four, Becton probably has the highest upside. Wirfs is like plug and play now. I think Becton would still play. But, you know, it's one of those four guys. That's it. And, and, and you know, don't, if they're going to take a tackle, it's one of those four. Don't overthink this. Obviously, though, we do want Simmons ahead of that, but I am not going to be mad if it's one of those four guys. Right, um, which which gets gets us into probably the most valuable position that and right linebacker for the Giants is offensive tackle and these kids coming out. Right, um, a lot of people like Tristan Wirfs, right? Yeah, a nice solid play. Kid really came on in Iowa. Yeah. Okay. Now. I, is his his one thing, a couple of things I look at benching wise whatever they're strong right Jerry and then you got to look at that ten yard dash wise you know you don't want a big slogging tackle that can't get out to the second level right. all right either kid's got a one point six nine ten yard dash worse I mean that's excellent yeah. excellent it's probably one of the best ones I've seen okay yeah. Yeah. Uh, the kid Becton I I I I think the Giants are going to draft a big uh, by the way worse is a right tackle but I think the Giants are. Gonna, are going to draft a massive left tackle in Becton. Yeah. I do. He's very athletic. Right. He's a monster of a kid. Now, I know a lot of people are scared. Oh, is it Eric Flowers 2.0, right? right. Um, the kid's pretty quick. He's got a 1.77 10-yard dash, 10-yard uh, level. So um, I think the kid, watching him last year a few times in Louisville and then watching some film of him, I mean, he just goes out there and destroys people at right. times. Right. Does he have some flaws? Hey, folks, guess what? All four of these kids that we're going to talk about, 
we can even throw Austin Jackson in him a little bit if you want. But all four of these kids. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill they all have a little something right. there's no anthony munoz coming out right you know what i mean jerry yep. there's no Pacellis and stuff like that um that are coming out uh, that you say oh this kid is a yellow jacket kid you know put him at left tackle you're good to go for the next 12 years you know uh even even a joe thomas from wisconsin the old brown you know um so Jerry, you're gonna go worse. Nothing wrong with that, dude. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm, 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 I'm I have a gut, a little hunch that it might be Becton. I could be wrong. Probably will be. And then you got Thomas and Wills behind him. A lot of people like Wills from Alabama. Dude, dude, I was gonna say, what's hilarious about those four is people are very passionate about each one of their guys. There are people who say Wills is the man. Mm-hmm. I think Dave Syverson believes the most in, in uh, Thomas as a left tackle from. I like him too. Syverson yeah. from our lad. So. You can't go wrong. You take any one of any four of them. It's like okay, cool, we got him. And the mm-hmm. only reason I say Worfs is, like you said, he's a right tackle. Because of Nate Solder being on the roster, I just think if you take a left tackle, what are you doing with Solder? Are you are you going to take that left tackle, move him to the right, and go forward with that, or are you going to move Solder over and play him because you're not going to sit him? I just are you going to move, or, or you play back to the right tackle one year? Maybe right. I, so or I just that's why I just think Worfs is. If they're going lineman, he, it's so easy to just say, all right, you're our right tackle. Then we'll worry about the left tackle mm-hmm. next year or we move Worfs over. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's just plug and play day one. I just think it's the easiest transition. But we'll yeah. see, man. We'll see. I've been wrong a billion times. So. Jerry, we don't know what Gettleman's th- – I know a lot of people are on Twitter saying they do know what Gettleman's thinking. You know, I find that pretty impossible. All right? But nobody knows what Judge and Gettleman – and the whole entourage up in there, you know, actually they're not even in the building anymore. But the, what they're all thinking when they're all talking to each other, okay? Yeah. What happens is you could have one guy that the, one guy one the main scout saying, you know, um, hey, I like Beckton. Gettleman could be looking at it going, well, I like Worfs. I'm going to go Worfs. Okay, you know, you don't know. Judge Judge could be looking at it going, well, let me tell you something. Uh, I got a friend in Georgia. Uh, on the Georgia staff with Kirby Smart staff, and he tells me Andrew Thomas is the best tackle coming out. You, you know what I mean? Right. I look at it and go, and Judge goes, well, I like I, – I mean, I like Andrew Thomas from the get-go last, last year. I like Beckton the way he's come on. You know, uh, I think they're going to go with Beckton. But, Jerry, the point being is that with those four big kids coming out, um, you're not going to be wrong with any one of them. You just don't know what they're thinking. Who do they like the best, Jerry? That's all it comes down to, bud. So you put out a tweet saying, are you okay with if you go, um, I, I, um, Isaiah, if you go round one, right? Right. Then round two, are you well, going to I said, I said, if, are, you, are you okay with Fleming slash Gates right. and Sola playing left tackle if they go with Isaiah Simmons? Then you, then what do you do round two? You draft in the center? That's Yeah, right? So, so the other option is, in, so it's like in round two, you're taking probably the best center and there's some debate on, on who that is, mm-hmm. but you're probably taking the best center and your, your guy, your boy from Wisconsin or Harris from Washington, one of those two, I guess. But you could also take uh, the, the guy you said, um, Austin Jackson, there's Ezra Cleveland from Bo- Boise State, Josh Jones. There are other tackles. They're just not as surefire as they are in round one. So it's going to be interesting how... How much do they value the difference in Isaiah Simmons to these tackles and position-wise? Like, is Isaiah Simmons in their eyes? Because mm-hmm. Gettleman said this, uh, free agency allows you to take the best player, should allow you to take the best player available. Mm-hmm. Do they look at Simmons as purely the best player available? Or is it very close to the tackles and maybe Simmons is the best, but Wirfs or Becton are there? And it's like, well, we really need a tackle more. That's going to be the question and that's why I still yeah. say they are taking a tackle. Yeah, I, I agree, Jerry. But at the same time, we've talked about this. And I was sitting there at the end of the year presser with Gettleman. And you remember me saying this on a podcast. And I told you, Jerry, right? Yeah. Uh, what, I'm gonna, what I'm about to say is that you could tell Gettleman blamed the defense way more than the offense. Yeah. For their, for their past failures. Okay? 
So now I think about that, Jerry, and I'm going to stick with it, Jerry. I'm going to stick with the tackle because yeah. it's a huge need. I'm going to stick with it. But I'll say this once again. I'm not going to be sitting there. Well, now I'm going to be sitting in my living room, right? <laughs> Times have changed, right? Yeah. I'm not going to be sitting there. And if the, and and if Roger Goodell goes oh, with the fourth pick of the draft, the Giants draft Isaiah, if he's there, by the way, if right. Simmons is there, right? Right. If Simmons is not there, I think it's a no-brainer to tackle, Jerry. Oh, that's not even a question. Then, but then, even then, over the corner, then I, then I would really trade down because right. whatever. I'm, because, I'm just saying. Yeah, I agree. But I, I would, you know, if you're Gettleman, you got to trade down at that point and just say, all right, you know, I got my choice of four. I'm sure he prefers one over the other. But the way everyone's talking, it's like any one of these four is going to be pretty good. Um, but I was going to say, everyone's assuming, you're, you know, you kind of brought it up that, that Simmons is going to be there. We don't know Detroit. Might know. I, I would imagine yeah. they're going to go with Okuda because they got rid of Slay and they need a corner. But they may look at, at Simmons and say, I can't. We can't pass up this kid. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know, man. You don't know. But your, you point, you don't your know. point about your question, it reminded me of the question you asked them last year pre-draft. And you said, which position, I think you asked, which position are you high on? Or which position has a lot of depth? And mm-hmm. Gettleman looked at you almost like, uh, mm-hmm. he was almost a little dumbfounded that he didn't know how to answer. And he goes, uh, Connor, Connors. And I thought, <laughs> corners? Yeah. And, and he took three of them. And, uh, yeah. you know, so, right. hey, there, there, there's a lot to, you know, having a press pass, being in that room and kind of getting oh. a feel for it, Chris. So good job by you. Jerry, all I could think about is, when I went with the, t- I'm gonna like I said, I'm gonna stick with the the tackle, right? But it's still in the back of my mind, looking at Gettleman's face when he was talking about the season, mm-hmm. and you could just tell that he said, "Man, we need an F in defense." You know what I mean? Yeah. So that being said, would it? Supp- I'm just I'm just gonna stick with the with the draft, Jerry. I'm not gonna trade down. I'm just gonna stick what's on the board right now, right? Yep. At four, and if this kid Simmons is there. Uh, would it surprise me if they pull the trigger on this kid and they go with him because they feel he's going to be that much of an impact player on defense and they brought in a Martinez and they brought in a Bradbury and and they expect Bacon to you know, solidify the other side? No, it would not, dude. It would not surprise me at all. Would it surprise you if they grabbed Okuda? <clears throat> and if Simmons is on the board? No, if Simmons went at three. Oh, oh, oh then they went to Okuda at four. Yeah, over the tackle, yes, it would. I would be sick over it. <laughs> Yeah. Gotta be honest with you, dude. I would not be happy with that at all. Yeah, yeah, that would that would surprise me. Because you know why, Jerry? They brought in Bradbury. I know, and yeah. they got the and they got right. the kid Baker on the other side. And Beal. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Jerry, don't get me wrong. You can never have enough corners, but if they didn't bring in a Bradbury, Jerry, and you just hit me with that question, I'd be like, no, nah, it wouldn't surprise you that much. I agree. But now they brought in a Bradbury, and they got Baker on the other side, and you still got Beal, and you still got you know, maybe a Ballantyne, whatever. Yeah, then it would surprise me. Then I, if they went with that kid over to tackle, yeah, that would surprise me. That would. Folks, you're listening to the Giant Insider Podcast with Chris Bizignano, the beat writer of the Giant Insider, and Jerry Foley, available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and a host of other platforms as well. You want to keep going on the draft before we get to questions, or you know, are we just talking first round, second round? What do you want to do here? I'm just no, we're just, oh, we cover the tackles. It's not like there's one kid that sticks out. We'll cover the college kids. It's not but like my, there's yeah, I mean, my question for you is if, if you take Simmons in round one, mm-hmm. don't you almost have to take a left tackle in round two well, or, who, or tackle? It depends who's going to be there. I mean, you know, now you're going into the Ezra Cleveland's maybe, Isaiah Wilson's even a Georgia, the Ben Barger. You know, I don't know, Jerry. That depends, Jerry, if they feel a kid is good enough to be a second-round pick. You know, I don't know that, but I don't know that, you know? Yeah, yeah. If they feel a kid is that good, or if a Josh Jones somehow is still there, you know, um, if the Giants do go another direction, uh, that I don't know how they grade him out, Jerry. I don't know. That's you know. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't know. You almost, you almost forced into doing it, and then you got to take a center, and uh, otherwise you're gonna have the same problems you had before. Uh, I, I think, you know, hopefully Fleming is is an upgrade over, um, over uh, what the hell. Oh my God, I'm losing my mind. The guy that over Remmers, Remmers. Oh, Remmers. I'm going to say winners <laughs> over Remmers. But, yeah, yeah. we don't know. I, I, he's, like you said, he's a swing tackle. He is someone who uh, is not a long-term answer. So, Hey, listen, Jerry, it, it, receiver's very deep. If the Giants draft the tackle in the first round, right? Yep. Everybody's like, well, now you're going to have to draft the center. Well, well guess what? If, if one of these receivers are out there that's a burner, 
You know what I mean? Like like a Jalen Rager or something, or even my boy Claypool, if he drops at me, would that shock if the Giants took a receiver in the second round? <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, I'm just saying, bud. Yeah. You know, there's a kid from Texas. He runs a 439. He's 510. This kid, you know, DeVerne, DeVerne, uh, DeVerne, yeah, yeah, yeah. DeVerne, I mean, he's a burning kid. You know, yeah. I, you know, I have him in the top 10 as a receiver. I'm just saying, you know, if a Pittman drops down here for the kid from USC, if he's there, and they say, okay, let's get a burner in here a little bit. Or let's get a kid. Uh, not that he's a burner, Pittman, but if there's a, if there's a kid that could really stretch the field or like like a Slayton, although they feel Slayton good too. But who knows, Jerry? You know, uh, you know. To me, bud, to me, you got to go center in the second round. You know. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I'm not the general manager of the Giants. You know. You know. So we'll see. Well, Chris. There's a lot of people out there who probably believe you should be. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Well, we would know that, that Carl Banks would have a huge impact on every pick. It'd be awesome. Oh, was a bad... Chris just drafted nine linebackers. All right. Well, I guess uh, Banks is drafting for us. All right, buddy. Send out the, you know uh, what? Yeah. Yeah, I was just saying, you know, out of the Worf, Specton, Thomas, and Wills, it's not like I look at it and go, okay, there's one kid clear cut in front of right. everybody else, Jerry. Right. You know, Agreed. so we'll see what happens, but Agreed. This is an easy one for uh this should be an easy one for you, Dave. <laughs> we'll see. All right, buddy. Uh sent out the tweet today, ninety two responses. Incredible. In Gentlemen, we trust at all about NYG. What's the loudest Giants football game you've both attended? Hashtag buffoon crew. Hashtag Chris scared me with his Eagles tweet. Yeah, that's right. I love the Eagles. And everybody freaked out and said, thought that you were kidnapped. Obviously, you were talking about the rock band, the Eagles. Um, glad, hashtag glad you're safe. I asked this question because it, it's going to be interesting. You went to a lot more games than me. Like I, hmm. you know, you, you got about 10 more years of going to games probably. You were at that 86 championship yeah. game. I would imagine yeah. that was the loudest one that you've been at. Um, I was at, yeah, I would say... That was one of the loudest. Yep. Because uh, mine is uh, mine's a Minnesota game in uh, yeah. 2000, the conference yeah. game. I'm going to go – I'm probably going to go with the 86 Giant game against the Redskins because the Giants obviously were going to their first Super Bowl. Yeah. And it, it, it was just like – it was a cold, windy day, and it didn't stop anybody from going crazy. And just that feeling of the – you know, we finally did it. We're finally getting, you know, going to the Super Bowl. There were so many years of losing, Jerry, you know. Yeah. Um, the pl- yeah, that place was going crazy. And, and you know, Harry Carson <clears throat> and Lawrence, they were on the sidelines constantly pumping up the crowd, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Jim Burt, too. He was another guy that was constantly, you know, when the offense was on the field, they were constantly on the bench and, you know, jumping up and that. So I would say that's probably – I mean, I could be wrong. I, I'm trying to think of some other games, but right now I have to go with that one. Yeah, I mean, you always go with the playoff game because it's just different feel. I would say the ones I went to were in 2000, the Eagle game, uh, the Ron Dixon touchdown was probably the mm-hmm. loudest I've ever heard the stadium for one play. It was the opening kickoff. He returned it. Place went nuts. Uh, and then the Viking game the following week where – Mm. Uh, jumped out to a what twenty eight nothing lead in the first half, I think it was, and yeah. it was uh, Gre- it was Ike Hilliard, then Greg Camella scoring. It was ridiculous, and yep. Lyle, Lyle West recovered the fumble. Insane, um, Chris. Uh, since we're on the subject of the Eagles, Chris Frank Seattle is asking who's your favorite member of the Eagles. Hashtag definitely not a relative this week. Hashtag buffoon crew. Favorite member of the Eagles? Um, uh, probably it would have to be the late uh, Glenn Fry. Yeah. Oh, nice. Me too. Agree on that one. Uh, Dan Houseman. I, I, I just want to win. He asked if, we, if we're NY guys or Giants guys. I really don't care. I don't care what the uniform looks like. I just want to win. If I had to choose between the two, I like the retro look a little better. Um, let's see. Adriana Tashler, uh, great follower of ours. I'm always optimistic in the offseason since I no longer have to suffer through watching losing games. With the virus, how do you think this will affect the team and winning? I know it affects all teams, and I'm not trying to lose faith in this next year. I mean, it's, it's going to affect everyone the same, right, Chris? Like, it's going to like practices are going to be later. It's going to be I, – I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I mean, I, I don't well, know what your opinion is on that. Well, I, I threw out a tweet earlier today. Oh, did you? Okay. Answer. Saying about how this is going to affect a new coaching staff, two new, off, uh, two new systems, offensive and defense and defensive, right? Got two new coordinators. You got Jones going to his second year. So guess what, folks? This is gonna. There's no OTAs. I mean, you know, 
you look, forget about the mini camp in June. I can't see that happening. And and you got to look maybe training camp starts on time in July, hopefully, right? Yeah. Now, let's just go with the okay. The camp starts in July, right? Yeah. Um, guess what? The Giants are behind the eight ball, man. Yeah, I put that on Twitter today. It's, it's not the same as the Eagles coming in. The same systems. It's not going to be the same because there's a new head coach. There's new players. Jones is only going into his second year, and there's two new coordinators. Yeah, yeah, two. Yeah, not one, two. So guess what? The Giants are at a disadvantage. They, they, uh, listen, they can catch up, things, but it's going to be a slow ride at first, man. I'm talking into the regular season and everything. It's not going to be easy for this for this organization, as opposed to say, you know, uh, an Eagles, Jerry, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, when guys come in in July, if it's July, if guys come in, they know Jim Schwartz's defense, except for a few guys they had it, they brought in. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. So, yeah, listen, Adriana, uh, is that a name, Adriana? Yes, yes. I'm sorry, Adriana. Yeah, Adriana, it's going to affect the Giants big time, this OTA is being wiped out. You know what? Even um, you know, they talked. Even Colt McCoy talked about it today, you know? Oh, wow, that's interesting. Because in his second year, the league had a strike at, at the beginning. The OTAs were wiped out and everything, and they were locked out, and he, he struggled. He struggled, man. Yeah. You know? He said a lot of guys struggle. So, yeah, no, it's going to be a struggle, Jerry. The Giants are going to be behind the eight ball. They're going to have to catch up and learn a lot of lot of stuff, dude, real, real fast. Not going to be easy, man. The real Frank the Tank. Guys, thanks for keeping the show going and giving me content for my morning walk with my pup scout. Chris, you have watched a lot of Julian Love, mm-hmm. especially in college. Does he have the quickness to be the slot corner, or do you think he's really suited better at safety? Actually, Actually, Frank, he's he's suited to play outside corner. That's what he's really suited at. Okay. Um, but yeah, listen, throw him in a slot. He could play the slot. So he did it plenty of times in Notre Dame. Played the yeah. slot. Played the outside Notre Dame. Didn't play safety. So I don't know where the hell. <laughs> I don't know where the hell James Betcher and Sherman came up with that one. But he was good he, at it. He wasn't bad at it. Yeah. Now we'll see if Patrick Graham and Joe Judge feel the same. Guys, listen, folks. Today's April first. In five days, if nothing happened, I would have started telling you what the hell's going on. In five days, that is no longer going to happen. I ha- I'm like everybody else, man. We'll see when they hit the field in July. By the way, if things weren't the way they were right now in the country, in the world, I was going to send out a tweet saying we broke up and we don't talk anymore and the podcast is done and everything just for April Fool's. But it just wasn't appropriate. But I thought it would have been a good joke um, for a little while at least. But had thought of that one this morning. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to say anything like that out. So. <laughs> uh, family six pack. Buff- <laughs> That's great. He calls us buffoon boys. Buffoon boys. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> of the last 10 years, which was your favorite Giants draft and which was your least favorite? His worst is 2015. Yeah, that's easy for me. Um, I would say for me, it was the 2013 draft. That was Justin Pugh, Hankins, Demontre Moore, Ryan mm-hmm. Nassib, Cooper Taylor, Eric Herman, and Michael Cox. That's a D minus, that draft. That's a, you know, there were a lot of drafts like that under Jerry Reese, unfortunately. I would say the best one, uh, you know, 10 years wise, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like last year's draft a lot, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. You know, finding Darius Slayton that late. Jerry, who else, who else was in the 2010 with JPP draft? Anybody else that really. Um, you can Lin- think oh, Lin- Linval, jo- Linval Joseph. Yeah, because JPP obviously, you know, he made a huge impact, especially in the Super Bowl that year. Um, Linval Joseph, anybody? Ah, okay, no, a- you, you want to hear the rest of it? Chad Jones, who got into, tragically got into a car accident, never yeah. played. Philip Dillard, a linebacker, because oh. Reese, Reese really valued linebacker. <laughs> uh, Mitch Petrus, who actually passed away. Uh, Adrian Tracy, another linebacker in the sixth round. Oh, and um, uh, a punter named Matt Dodge. Not sure if you ever heard of him in the seventh oh. round. Right, so basically it was just JPP and uh, Linville Joseph. Okay. Right, right, <laughs> right. right. Were, I'm not going to go with that one either. <laughs> Guys, for, so real quick, a, an honorable mention can be 2012 for crappy ones. David Wilson, Ruben Randall, J. Ron Hosley, Adrian Robinson, Brandon Mosley, Matt McCann, Mark, Marcus Kuhn. You couldn't, you couldn't do worse if you tried. Boy, those guys helped out Eli, huh? Holy they, they, crap. They built a wall in front of them. Thank God Mark Ross is on TV talking about the Giants now, huh? Well, I kind of <laughs> mentioned that on the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I know you do. You're doing your part. You're fighting a good fight, buddy. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, 
Joey Z, how does a sports writer's job change in these conditions? Are you able to phone or Skype interviews with players or personnel? Not nothing. Everything's closed off right now. Um, hashtag buffoon crew. I mean, uh, you know, it's you're not even there. Chris isn't there. It sucks. It's, yeah. It is what it is. Uh, let's see. We're, we're, we're stuck with conference calls. That's how we're doing now. Yeah, right, right, right. right. <clears throat> how many were you on the last couple of days? You're on a few, right? Yeah, yeah. Ebner, on, Martinez, Bradbury, Ebner, the tight end today. Um, who am I missing, bud? <laughs> I'm missing one other guy, I think. Uh, McCoy? Did you say McCoy? I'm McCoy. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, McCoy. Five. The last few days. I like these hypothetical questions. These are ridiculous. Big blue balls at Giants chit-chat. <laughs> Percent chance we line up Clowney and Chase Young for week one because Clowney lowered his price tag to 17 million. So my dream lives on one percent chance. Big blue balls. You've got big blue balls for even asking that question. But I look, I, I like dreaming big. And if somehow Chase Young falls to us at four, then all bets are off. The tackles go out the window. Goodbye, Isaiah Simmons. We draft Chase Young. And, uh, you know, Clown. I think I think that's more likely than us signing Clowney at this point. So and that's <laughs> yeah. how that's how impossible. Um, you know, that's going to be uh, Vin Parada. We talked about the value at center and, and two or who we liked. Let's see. Um, if we go for a lot of draft questions, man. Um, trying to trying to get through these, but we, you know, we, we kind of answered them a lot already. Rich Trackio with lots of talk of Simmons being versatile, versatile. Who are some of your top versatile impact giant players in recent memory? There weren't many. I mean, you know, like Jabril Peppers, right? He's versatile. Julian loves versatile, but. I can't look up and down that roster over the last few years and be like, oh, they're, that's a versatile player there. I mean, maybe Joe Judge brings some of that with him uh, from New England where they, you know, they, they turn wide receivers into cornerbacks and quarterbacks into wide receivers. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't think of too many, to be honest with you. Yeah, I know. Buddy, I'm, uh, I'm at a loss here. I'm, I'm running out of questions. Everything is about – No, you just said name is 92. There are, but it's not updating and it's – it's up. Can you entertain these guys while I'm uh, doing this right now? Can you just say, <laughs> talk about the old neighborhood or something? I don't know. <laughs> With your Brooklyn people. <laughs> oh, here we go. Now it updated. Cool. Sorry, guys. Woo. All right. What are your thoughts on the NFL expanding? Oh, we did that already, John. Uh, Martin, I almost called him John Bon Jovi. Mark Bon Jovi. Actually, Mark is related to John Bon Jovi. Uh, let's see here. Oh, here we go. Marlon Jr. What happened to the media captain? He'll be back in the summertime. Thanks for asking. I did send a, uh, a tweet his way to remind him that we uh, would, would appreciate a, uh, a sponsor for this podcast at this point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Giants Carb Crush. Great follower of ours. Gettleman has repeatedly in the past mentioned picking a player in the draft that eventually turned into a gold jacket. Uh, oh, damn it. We went through that one already. Sorry. Oh, my God. All right, Lisa. Here we go. It's so bad six. Hey guys, hope was, hope all is well, and thanks for giving us something to distract us from all these long, hard days. My question is, what happened with Jadeveon Clowney? I was so on board with getting him. What's your thoughts? He just was asking for too much money, and now yeah. he's lowered it to seventeen million. And it's see, I, from what I just saw on Twitter, the Jets are contacting him. But oh, really? It, I didn't see that yet. Okay. Yeah, I just saw it as I was scrolling, looking for questions madly, mm. <laughs> like a lunatic. But yeah, Lisa, he just was asking for two. He was asking for twenty-three million, and he's not—he's not Khalil Mack, right? He's not—he's right. not uh, Watts. He's—he's—he's he's, he's a guy who we think could be there, but he's hasn't shown it yet. Mm -hmm. So uh, he, um, looks, it looks like he's heading for a one-year, uh, yeah, ten right. million dollar deal coming up. Uh, Melissa, hey guys, thanks for the questions. I was wondering whenever the Giants do draft a, an offensive tackle, do you believe Mark Colombo will have an influence as to who is chosen? Great question, Melissa. Thank you. You just saved me. As a former player and current offensive line coach, I trust his opinion. Mm. So, Chris, Mark Colombo, yeah. how much say does he have in this, do you think? Well, you know, when they're looking over these kids' college film, uh, college tape, um, there's no doubt Colombo is with them, you know, pointing yeah. this out, pointing this out, what he likes, what he doesn't like. And they all get together and they decide, you know. So it's not like Columbo's going to pick the kid, but he's going to obviously he's going to add to what they see on film, or what he likes, what he doesn't like, or how he thinks he's going to, you know, bring it over to an NFL type game, man. So yeah, no, no doubt, you know. So Gettleman gets the final say, but he's listening to all his guys. Texas wine lover giving me a shot. I like it. JF, how many Yankee candles have you gone through staying at home? At least three, uh, at least three over the last two and a half weeks. 
uh, Rio Kassoon, uh, north of the border. Stay healthy, boys. We all know Daniel Jones needs to work on ball security. Aside from a stronger offensive line, how do coaches coach this up for Jones? If he can cut his turnovers, blah, blah, blah. Hashtag buffoon crew. Hashtag Canada. Canadians bleed blue. Like what, what, They do what drills. They do, they, they do drop it. Uh, listen to me. They do pocket drills. Yeah. We're positioning where your ball, guys hitting their wrist, guys hitting, you know. Listen, Jerry, in all fairness, Pat Sherman did those drills a lot. Yeah. Okay, now, when the game starts, it's a different story, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sherman worked on, a, worked on a lot of stuff with Jones, you know, uh, with the turnover issue. Um, but the kid, you know, obviously at times still was doing it. And he's going to have to get out of that, you know. But that's, they do all kinds of drills with these, with these guys um, for ball security. You know? But now <laughs> the key is translating that over into a game, Jerry, right? Right. Yeah, <clears throat> and I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know what else you do. Like, it, it's one of those things, like, you got stronger. I don't know. Work on his, uh, I don't know, give him extra strong hand grips. I have no yeah, idea. It's what technique. You like to... you know, a lot of it's right. technique, Jerry, right, you know, right, right. in the pocket. And you have to maintain that, you know. Um, so... You know, a lot of it's not – listen, Jerry, he had a few last year um, where he was trying to gain that extra yard, remember? Right. Stretching, right. reaching. Did it in the first game? It did in the first game, if you I remember. think the Dallas game, the, the, yep. the one snap, the one series he got, right? Or two series, whatever it was. He fumbled. Right. Um, you know, he's going to have to get it in his head that you go down. First of all, you're going to wind up, you know, on a stretcher sooner right. or later, right? Right. Right. right? You go down and you don't reach for that – extra yard as you're going down. You don't stretch out with the ball because these guys in this league, as he found out last year, they're trained to knock that ball out. Right. You know, you're not playing South Carolina where, where you're playing a secondary that nobody's going to be in the NFL following you. You're playing guys that are all, they're professionals. They're trained. They're coached up to do that. You know, yep. Jerry. Yeah. And he's, he, that's one thing he's going to have to learn, you know, and then the other thing, the pocket security, he's going to have to, you know, he's going to have to learn the proper techniques, man. Now, of course, not everything was his fault last year, Jerry. A lot of times he got blindsided and the ball was knocked out. We're talking about the turnovers. That was his fault. Good did point. I clarify that? You, you did. It was excellent. Excellent. This is the this is what you don't get from other podcasts, guys. I mean, this is – I'm not kidding. This is incredible. Havoc at House of Havoc. What are your thoughts on Marcus Golden still being on the free agent market? Any slight possibility he's brought back – Little surprise he hasn't been signed. I, mm. I don't know what he's asking for. I would love to have him back. Guys, I, I, the dream is clowny, but at this point, you know, it's not happening unless they rescind the Leonard Williams contract. It's been done before with Gettleman, where they did it with Josh Norman. But I would, I would love Marcus Golden to come back on a one-year, another one-year mm -hmm. deal or two-year deal, whatever. Um, do you think it's possible, Chris? Yeah, I think it's possible. They're monitoring each other, put it that way. The Giants are heavily monitoring you know, what happens with his situation as far as asking price coming down? Yeah. Golden's monitoring whether the Giants still need an edge guy because they just went out and they, and they signed Kyle Fackrell, you know. You know, there's interest there. Like I said before, it's all about economics, Jerry. Yeah. They like Golden a lot, but they're not going to give him $10 million, dude. Okay? So, yeah. now, does he come back in a one-year, $5 million incentives up to $7 million or maybe something like that? It's possible, Jerry, because the guy doesn't have a job right now. Right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Which is yep. surprising. Golden doesn't have a job right now. So would it surprise me if he landed back with the Giants for another one year deal? No, it wouldn't. Such a it was such an effort guy. I, I mean, I just he was such a good story last year. I would love to have mm -hmm. him back. Um it was best defensive player on the team. And, and you know, he, he got better. He, he seemed to get even better as the season went on. Uh so what a what a find by I get him. I'm going to do one more question because a lot of them, dude, are a lot of them about Simmons and mm -hmm. drafting and which tackle, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Peyton Combs. Hey guys, you both said you want to have guests on the podcast. What guests are you hoping to have on the pod? Would be very cool to have X players on hashtag buffoon crew. Peyton, we're going to work on that. Uh, probably next week. We'll have, uh, at least somebody probably talking about the draft more in depth. Chris and I peppering him with questions. Chris asking serious ones, me asking, uh, you know, unicorn type of questions. What if Tristan works? Oh, time out, time out, time out, time out. Yeah. It's a unicorn Type well, of that's, the, that's the expression. It comes right? at Stockton University now, uh, <laughs> education coming in. What does that mean? A unicorn type of question. A unicorn scenario, like a like uh, they called uh, Porzingis the unicorn tall. No, uh, no, excuse me, guy. I know that. Well, that's, not, what a, does that have to just, do with a unicorn type question? 
Well, like, no, like a unicorn type of scenario, right? Like, uh, like uh, a, a really good guy falling to round two or three and asking uh, our, you know, asking our contact or our draft guru, what's the, what's, what's the possibility in that? And asking dumb questions. I was making fun of myself. That's all, Chris. Oh, I, I thought I missed it. Seriously, I was asking. I thought it was like. No, no, you would, you would ask serious, like. No, 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 no. I was seriously asking, what the hell does that mean, a unicorn type question? You, you know, I, I said, I meant like a unicorn scenario, like a dream scenario. That's all. All right, I didn't. All right, that's all I'm asking. I don't like getting all, all snippy about. It. I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm not getting snippy. Uh, so yes, Peyton, thank you for asking. We're gonna have a uh, uh, try to have somebody on next week talking draft, and Chris and I will pepper him with questions. That was my point. I apologize. Uh, Want to cover anything else, buddy? Or are we good? <laughs> books, buddy. No, listen. Um, hope everybody enjoys and stay safe, and uh, and uh, you know. Enjoy doing these tough times, man. Just try to stay safe, you know. So that's all I can say, bud. And yep. uh, we'll, we'll talk about maybe a little centers next week, a little linebackers in a draft, you yeah, know. Maybe we'll, go th- maybe we'll go through the rest of our draft. Um, oh, here we go. Here we go. So I just said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I just said maybe we should go by do centers. And right away, you want to do safeties, <laughs> offensive backs, bench guys, waters, trainers. No. Well, what was funny was when I was putting this draft together, the seven rounder with four seventh round picks. And I, I said, I'm not doing trades. It's because you don't know if they're going to happen. Right. Um, it, it just, it was like a dart throwing contest by round six. Like, Oh God, who's this guy? Who? Okay. Yeah. Him. Whereas, you know, you have a, a draft expert on, they probably tell you everything about these guys, what they eat for breakfast, dinner, what their bowel movements are like. And I'm just sitting there picking guys. Oh yeah. That guy from Oregon, the wide receiver. Yeah. He looks good. So and guess what? Guess yes. what? You have a better chance of hitting it than they do. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I mean I nobody hits Ka- these drafts. Does anybody hit these mocks? <laughs> Dude, three, two years ago, I pulled Kyle Aletta out of my butt in the fourth round. I mean, that there was, you go. Yeah. Didn't you? Had, didn't you say? Uh, didn't you have Julian Love last year in the third round? I did. I had him. I had him around uh, around earlier. I think he was. A oh, okay. Round. I think I think you actually hit that round. Okay. No, but I had Julian Love. I think I had him a round off. And two years ago, I had obviously Saquon was easy. Will Hernandez and um, Kyle Aletta, which I couldn't believe I pulled that one out. So. Oh, I had Daniel Jones, so I don't know what the hell your problem You is. did? You, you said I <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but I, to your credit, you said, No, I, I didn't, a, guy. I did I not got, have Daniel Jones. I got a feeling it's going to be this Jones kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Real quick, everybody, when Chris sent that via text, because <clears throat> Chris had it first. I was at the draft. Chris had it first being in the building. I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> okay, Chris, funny. That's funny. <laughs> This is what I deal with, folks. I go like this. Before the draft was announced, the uh, pick was announced, I go, it's Jones. And I get a wise-ass tweet saying, yeah, right. Okay, right, right. (laughs) You serious? And then he's like, yeah, it's Jones. Then two minutes later, I didn't respond to him. A minute later, he goes, are you serious? Yeah, yeah. That's about right. Yeah. And then I said, all right, buddy, I'm I'm heading in for the night. (laughs) Yeah. And then the the voyage was on. But – in all seriousness, uh, everybody say a prayer for uh, for Rich Redmond and his uh, recently passed grandfather. That'd be awesome if you guys could do that. Yeah. To order a subscription or a copy of The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Go to magster.com for a digital subscription, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R, and download The Giant Insider app. The draft issue's out. You guys will enjoy it. Uh, we put a lot of work into it. Anything else, buddy? No, everybody just uh, stay safe, man. Try to stay safe. Just try to follow the rules for now and stay safe. Well said. All right, guys, remember, Sundays are always and always will be giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.